This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, I tell you, much Cedric has been sump. A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power, the poke, the passion and the grunt. Of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blind side soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand Headquarters. And the Sumster has been at the wheel of the porcelain bus all week, waiting for a green light to pull out into the traffic. And he's headed out to Flemington for Kobe Diva Stakes Day. So keep an eye out for the Sumster behind the porcelain bus. Remember, uh, our blind side, well, should I say, our bludging on the blind side is the home of the whole of hope. Our charity partners this week, incidentally, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, have produced a range of Peter Volander's trousers in club colours. It's something that was waiting to be happened and the Blinkered Knights saw an opportunity and seized on it. All sizes are available from XL through to XXXL. Uh, They look good on, obviously. They look even better off. And uh, all you have to do is provide your own feathers. Imagine date night (laughs) in a pair of Raiders pants. Chuck a block full of the feathers. It would be incredible. Sure, you'd make a big statement, but then aren't the Raiders? You'd be right up behind them. All funds raised from the sale of these outstanding NRL fashion statements will go to COVID-19 affected victims of the punt. Uh, Don't worry. You may not know you're a victim of the punt, but the Knights will find you. So, Hollywood-bound tradies, job keepers and job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and another blaster boot 2020 style. Well... Aussie refre- recession freaks, border-busting patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims and, and meddling China watchers. It's H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of... Oh, what a week. What an incredible week, a week, a week of hope, a week of hope. Sure, the big bloke, Sooty, burst out of the big house, camber away and said it on Monday, it was all about hope. Well, it is, it is. It's been all about hope all week. A week when too much sport, incidentally, is barely enough. And a, another great week, chock-a-block full of rugby league nuance. Now, Sonny Bill's return was incredible. Did you see it? It was just incredible. I'm, I, I taped it. Obviously, I watched it live. I've looked at it about 13 times since. It was just incredible. And 100 million viewers around the world dialed in to see 13 minutes of the sort of magic, rugby league magic, that only SBW can... Well, should I say SBW and... Rugby League can deliver. Just to see him there, you know, he's up close in Canberra. I was lucky to be, you know, maybe, well, I was going to say 35 metres from him, socially distanced, of course, 35 metres on him. He was in the Steggall shirt, Roosters, Steggalls. By golly, that's a tight fit, isn't it? I don't mean because he's a big bloke, but tight fit chicken and Roosters. Get it? Poultry in motion. Get it? You know, barbecued chicken. Do I have to spell it out for you? Steggalls, Roosters, it's there. It's written on the shirt. 
I mean, the shorts obviously were around the ankles. Mercifully, no one noticed. They dropped there. The sloop was pointing north and tears of joy, tears of joy, something I never thought I'd, I'd see again. Tears of joy were rolling down the cheeks and I was eating a hot takeaway chicken in homage. I'd t- taken it there. I wasn't going to touch it until SBW ran on, obviously, dedicated to the code as I am. I hung on to the chicken. It was well, I'd burn in my hands, really. It was that hot. But as soon as he ran on, I sank the molars. That's right, my lead. No odds. I'm telling you for a fact. And the bean counters in NRL headquarters think that SBW's appearance has kicked in, wait for it, 32 million into the NRL coffers. Now, we had a story last week about how the NRL were going to cut 80 million out of their budget but they've got 32 million of it back, so maybe they only have to drop 50 million. It's probably gettable now, 50 million. The 80, I thought, would be a big stretch. Well, it just makes you think, what would have happened if the NRL had approached Woody Allen or Woolly Allen? I mean, that would have been great to get Woolly and Woody together again. Don't know when the last two caught caught a plane together. Anyway, um, I still think there's a chance that Woody Allen may be part of the finals. You heard it here first on Bludging on the Blind Side. And I've got to say, hats off, you know, to the man who threw all this up, obviously Peter Volandis, and feathered pants off as well. He was the man who dragged the NRL and SBW kicking and screaming together over the line because neither of them wanted to do it, but he was the one who made it happen. It was just incredible. And the big news this week is the AFL final eight is sort of still up in the air, especially after results during the week, uh, and there's only a few rounds to go. But I introduced that because the murderer is at it again. Do you know last night uh, in the, uh, obviously, the match uh, Geelong Cats v, um, you know, Richmond Tigers, there was about four goals scored in the first half, and it got me thinking, what's the murderer up to here? I knew what he was up to. The murderer is now hoping, having killed off the game in Victoria completely, is hoping he can reduce the score, all scores, to a nil-all scoreline with a result decided on a penalty shootout at the 50-metre mark. I mean, think about that for a minute. I mean, that's his dream. No score at the end of 80 minutes, the teams line up, let's say, pick a number, 11, 11 players from each team line up and try and slot it through from the 50-metre mark with one tackler in front of him. I mean, I don't know whether it'll work, but that's what he's thinking. No score. That, he's, he's pretty sure that'll put the final nail in the coffin of any interest in AFL, and I'm pretty sure he's right. And uh, what is happening with Australian cricket? We got touched up in England 2-1 in the T20s. You know, I just said to Roy at the time, no poise, no grunt, no poke, no Australia. But they've uh, restored the balance by winning in the ODI overnight. And great plans this week revealed for a domestic T20 travelling circus concept where the Tonkin run shebang will pull into town, pull into a hub, play 30 or so matches in three days before moving on, like bull and circus in the old days. It's going to be great. I know they've got Wyala penciled in for a long stay. I'm pretty sure Port Lincoln's on the list. I know they'll be going to Mount Gambier, Portland, obviously, Warrnambool, Warwick-Nabil. They're all on the list. And imagine 30 matches played at your place, so to speak. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you forward as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. If you've got something in the hand, then get in the queue for another go. There's always – we can always find a dozen Krispy Kremes and a 30-centimetre sausage roll for you. All you have to do is ask. Australians, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's lock horns with a man who this week has isolated 
this is great news, the active ingredients in the Milk and Terps remedy that saved so many Australian lives in the pandemic of 100 years ago. This remedy, as you'll know, regular listeners know, was perfected and dispensed orally by the first rugby league chemist, Stan Eggins, in the Gosford area where he gave it away free to kids. This totally new Terps and Milk Extract vaccine has the world scientific community, the Health Minister of Australia, Minister Hunt, and the Australian Government agog with interest. It's cheap and now plans are on the drawing boards to knock up four billion shots in a disused dairy in the bright area of uh, Victoria in the ne- over the next six weeks. This simple remedy has uh, swerved in from left field in a timely fashion, especially as things uh, have gone a bit wobbly and clouds are looming over the Sooty Morrison-approved Os- Oxford-based jab. This new vaccine, have a look out for it. It's, based, it's going to be marketed as the jab of hope, a terrific collision of ideas there. Jab, obviously injection, hope, obviously the future. The jab brew received a massive boost with the news overnight that the US President Trump, deep full stop, has been on the jab of hope gear for the past six months and is looking very, very good. Well, it's hard to tell from the television, but people who are up close to him say he's looking very, very good. The big man with the big ideas and the lab coat on and the stethoscope dangling around the neck and the Bunsen burner, wait for it, turned up to 11, is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side, bunny emotion, simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky, dude. Thanks very much, Ashley Nelson. Look, this has been a week where, uh, you know, any genuine Aussies, and they know who they are, we know who they are, Genuine Aussies who were probably uh, a little bit worried that Rugby League had lost its Rugby League roots. Well, you can rest easy. The uh, the on-field blue is back. Uh, punches being thrown is back. And arrests are back. So uh, a lot of boxes ticked this week for those who felt the game had uh, lost Moved its... Uh, yeah, yeah, become something else. Well, it sort of has but it hasn't forgotten what it was. Now, there are solid rumours that are reaching my ears, HG, that uh, Kieran Foran might be linked with the Broncos, which I think would be a terrific marriage there. Uh, I've also heard Wayne Bennett being associated and linked with the Broncos and perhaps Phil Gould. Now, there's a wild one being linked with the Broncos. What would Gould be doing? He'd be coaching. Coaching? Coaching the Broncos to glory. To wow. restore them where they belong, at the very top of the pantheon. Anyway. Now, just, uh, just a question, an idle question. Does throwing a football into somebody's face constitute inciting a brawl? <laughs> um, look, there are two schools of thought. Freddie Fittler thinks it doesn't. I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think if you throw a ball into someone's face, there's going to be some blowback. Malice involved? Yes, malice. Malice yeah. of forethought. Could Freddie see the malice? Well, well, he didn't mention it. Malice of forethought. He didn't. He didn't. Anyway. Now, the Benji Marshall Leichhardt Oval fairy tale finish. Oh, yeah, we broke this Been looking week. for this, looking forward to this. This was going to be a, a day of dreams. Well, it's not on. The Oval, that is Leichhardt Oval, is double booked. What? Don't tell me cricket. No, it's double-booked by Rugby League, Junior Rugby League. I thought they weren't playing Aren't they talking to each other, Rugby League and Junior Rugby League? Who is in charge of this? Sorry, can't have Benji here. We've got Rugby League on. Hey, it beggars belief. 
No wonder people are thinking he's gone mad. Gosh, it's gone bloody mad. Anyway, I hope a little bit of sense is going to bloody come out of the woodwork here and have the Leichhardt Oval fairy tale switch to Birchgrove Oval, where rugby league began. All in 1908. Ago. Yeah, in 1908. And, they rang and it's about. only about, a, you know, one and a half kilometres away from Leichhardt Oval. You know, it's not a big ask. And people could enjoy rugby league as they did in 1908. Come on, Benji! Uh, ring that bell! Come on! Okay. Now, the... um. The arrest of Raiders Curtis Scott. Oh, yes, very sad. I mean, it raises more questions. Now, I mean, what was going on here? Can't a bloody rugby league player have a few too many and go for a sleep on a fig tree? I mean, to have, you know. Didn't we fight two world wars I know, we did. And we're celebrating the Korean War. Yep. Two and a half world wars. Yeah. I mean, I thought that's why Diggs went overseas. I know, I know. So people could get drunk and... And lie on on the roots of a fig tree. And be left alone. And be left alone. They're a stranger. He's a rugby league player. He's just having a rest. Anyway, we might try and unpack this. There's more to it than meets the eye, mm. and there's a hell of a lot that meets the eye. I can tell you. Now the demon, that's a demon, went down to Dominic Thiem in the U.S. Open. But I thought he was very brave, and I thought there was evidence of the Anzac spirit. In yeah, the plenty of admirers. A lot of admirers. A lot to take out of that match. He's got to bulk up, he's got to get bigger, he's got to get faster and he's got to be able to hit the ball harder. Apart from those observations that are easy to make, there was a hell of a lot there. The colonel is there. There was. The, can I suggest the kid can play? Absolutely, Roy. Can I just ask about the mo? Oh. Now, you mentioned... Well, the mo's a mistake. Yeah. Because he only sees it up close in the mirror and it looks normal. He doesn't see it from, you know, 20 metres away where he starts to look like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> That's what he doesn't say. That's exactly my point. Yes. You need to nail on yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Someone's got to point this out. I, I thought we did last week on the program. We made this very same point. Yeah, but we were too, we we're too vague. Well, I didn't think we were vague at all. We mentioned the Second World War. I know, and the other side. <laughs> you know, the link between Jim and R and the Second World War. There it is above his lip. <laughs> it's an odd fashion statement, though, isn't it? Must well, shock well, a lot of players. Well, in this day and age, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Players must come out thinking... <laughs> Scratch their heads. Yeah, that's yeah. right. What sort of statement is this? <laughs> Who am I playing? <laughs> I thought he'd left us. Anyway, now uh, there are questions being asked regarding the the training of the Hornet, and I think we asked. We, we posted we, a couple we, of very we, serious questions very, very about serious. the Hornet. It seemed to us at the time that, well, the Hornet had lost a little bit of what I call tone... Uh, after the Manipakao fight, seemed as if uh, a lot of the training went on, you know, in the bakery, can I suggest, rather than <laughs> hitting the road. Uh, anyway, the uh, the Hornets cornerman, uh, don't know the cornerman's name, let's call him Jeff. Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland, Adam. Well, the cornerman and the trainer have come to blows. What? They've come to blows. They put the gloves on They've, and had a swing. Well, no, I, I think the gloves were off. What uh, Mark Marquis of Queensbury well, started bare knuckle. Well, I don't, don't know if a ball was thrown in anyone's face, you know, to, to incite the <laughs> yeah, no, stoush. But I think there was a lot of heavy words, uh, and I mean old Norse words, mm-hmm. uh, exchanged between the two of them. You know, you didn't do this, yeah, you didn't you do that. Yeah, you, did, you told me, I, no, I didn't yeah. tell him that. I didn't want him to stop. You did want him to stop. I didn't want him to stop. Punch was thrown and 
another one thrown. All of a sudden we're playing All of a sudden league. everyone's stepping in. Come on, you bloke, settle down. And a, you know, Hornet steps in. Sit down, boys, arms folded. They didn't. Now, now Take trainer it. Darren Weir, he's accused of attaching batteries to horses. Now, look, I've known Darren for a hell of a long time. I regard Darren Weir as one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I've always admired him mm-hmm. and I know he loves horses and I know he wouldn't do that. There's no way, no way Darren Weir would let a battery near a horse unless it was near a car. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a horse float. <laughs> a little horse float, of course. Fair enough. But that's the closest a horse is going to get in any weir stable. I'm telling you now, and that's a fact. I said I'm prepared to give evidence. I don't have any, but I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to talk for hours about Darren Weir, what we've done together, fishing and hunting and shooting and, and training and horses. Funny, you know, getting the jump start in cars. We love doing that. You know, back in the day, Darren and I just be driving around looking for blokes, bonnet up. Can we help? <laughs> oh, no, a different <laughs> days, weren't they? <laughs> no, before the Sydney Olympics. Oh, no. You know, way before the oh, Sydney Olympics. no. And this is... People this don't do that anymore. No. You don't see people driving around with the jumper leads anymore. You don't. You don't. You don't. Because the cars are too complicated. No. You can't... You can't get... find the bloody battery. I know. That's right. Have to have come to your plugs in. That's what Darren when we, you know, when we had to give up. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy to talk. <laughs> Uh, now, Tim Zhu, H.C.'s been, this is a great story. This is a wonderful story, a story of hope. You mentioned hope earlier in I your did. earlier comments. Jab of hope. Jab of hope. Week well, of hope. here's the jab of hope for the bloody nation. Tim Zhu, son of Kostya. Yeah. Is to be offered a title shot in Australia this year against Patrick Texera. Wow. Now, Texera was going to fight someone else, but that fight's fallen over. Right, but he suddenly Zoo looms into He's there, he's ready, he's fit, he's ready to punch. Is this going back to Townsville? I think so. Right. I think so. They know so. how to handle boxing. Oh, they know how there. to handle Zoo up there. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. You know, Zoo and Townsend. Yeah. yeah. Tight fit. Tight fit. Like SPW, Steggles, yeah. Rutgers. That's yeah, all yeah, the yeah. And now we come to a very August moment, HG, because, um, you know, we... Look, we almost made the announcement last week. Mm -hmm. It would have been a little bit premature, but, you know, these things happen. It's time for the, um, to make the announcement of the inaugural Verstappen medalist. And uh, I don't think too many people will be surprised by what this bloke's achieved this year. There was the uh, anti-vaxxer stuff that, you know, water off a duck's back, but that's great. There was the... Belief in the ability of humans to change the nature of water through oh, the power of thought. Terrific. That was a great idea. Just How are you going with that? You're doing oh, a bit of work yeah, at home? Yeah, I've done heaps. <laughs> done heaps. You know, it what works. You, what have you turned it into? Petrol? No, no, better water. Oh, better water. <laughs> better water by the power of thought. Yeah. Anyone can do it if you've got the brain. <laughs> there was the... Uh, COVID tournament he organised. Oh, that, that went very, very well. There was the breaking of the social distancing rules, the getting the shirt off and dancing up close with people while he had it. Uh, 
So we have the general madness, of course, and if the, the icing on the cake or the cherry on the icing of the cake this week was, of course, that beautiful moment when the uh, ball left his racket and went straight into the throat of the uh, lion's wound. Wonderful bit of work that, mm. uh, you know, Hollywood couldn't have done it better. No. It was absolutely perfect. And so to the announcement... Stafford medalist for 2020, Novak Djokovic! Make it up what you will. It's acute on chronic. A perfect storm. A bloke in the front seat of the Datsun 180B with blood-stained putty knife in the hip pocket. Wait a minute. That's the murderer. Now on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, I love the uh, idea that he's going to reduce all scoring to nothing and then get people to decide matches on penalty shootouts. So, I think oh, there's yeah. people. I think that'd be a very popular, popular development. Result. Yes, yes, wouldn't it? Yeah, he seems he seems to be really settling into his work. He I is. noticed up there, mm. you know, they had a well. He had time to think now. Time to think. Case. That's right. He's away from the office, away yep. from the cares. Yep. Everything's going tiggy boo. Free will. Free will. Yeah, he can just jump yeah, on. Yeah. For instance, I noticed that uh, I don't know whether there was a murderer introduction of a swimming pool into that match last night, which I hadn't. I'd known they'd been swimming pool connected with the cricket at the Gabba. Which I love. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So when it's a boy, So you can watch, you, you can watch the, the, the footy now from the pool. You can. You can watch the footy from the pool. Is that a first? It would have to I be a first. I think a first, yes. It must be able to be, you know, the yeah. air temperature must hold up overnight and people yes. obviously wear their cat's jumpers or their tiger's jumpers and jump in. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, it was Do terrific. Do we know if COVID works through water, HG? Is that a – was that an issue? Is that a have – have scientists looked at this, the behaviour of the virus in water? Can I – I own, don't know. Well, I, I, wait a minute. Yeah. Put that on pause. Yeah. I do know that they're examining waste – Yes. Water, yes. if I can put it that politely, yes. sewage, in other words, mm-hmm. from various suburbs to see if it's COVID laden. Yes. So that must mean the bug stays in there, yes. or some element of the bug stays well, in there. Absolutely right. Yes. But uh, Norman Swan, I don't think he's addressed COVID transmission through the water on no. his excellent podcast. No, I don't think anyone um, has. I mean, do you, have you got to keep the 1.5 metre social distancing in the water? But what well, would prevent what the would, bug what from What would be the advantage exactly. of doing that? Exactly. There'd be no advantage. <clears throat> no advantage. Any long term. Is it, were there any rules, actually, like was it one person in the pool at a time? I was, as nearly as I could tell, it wasn't that popular, but I did see two people in it at one oh, point. Right. Oh, that may be wrong. People may need, know that there were hundreds of people in there. Sure. You know, you only need up. two for transmission, though, don't that's you? That's <laughs> true. When you look at it that that's way. When you reduce it to its <laughs> basics. Just before we go on uh, with the uh, Olympics and the 20 years since the Sydney Olympics and so on, I must give a plug to the ABC doco, the Cathy Freeman documentary, Uh on tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. uh, At 7.40. Kerry O'Brien's been talking it up, hasn't he, on promos. Oh, I haven't noticed that. No, no, I haven't haven't noticed that. But that could be the case. He may be the voice of it doing the narration. Oh, Kerry is, is he? Well, I made that up just then. (laughs) But well, that was the impression I got from hearing the promos yeah. that Kerry was somehow associated with, with the that. making of it. And I know, um, obviously, they've done extensive interviews with, well, hopefully Bruce. Yes. Because uh, 
Captain and Raylene Boyle, probably. Raylene Boyle, Kathy, yes. obviously, mm-hmm. and other people connected with the Olympics, like John Coates, Dick Pound, and yes. so on, which would be a terrific get if they could get oh. Dick Pound. What about Jose that. Marie Perec? Did they talk to her? She's the missing piece of the puzzle. She is, isn't she? She, she, may... she went a little bit uh, silly, didn't she? Well, it's hard. I haven't just seen a, a. That would be a fascinating documentary in its own in right. It Why would. I went nuts in Sydney, or what drove me nuts in Sydney? Yes. Because she came. There were big raps, a lot of media attention, yes. and then all of a sudden she said, basically, I've had enough, I want to go now. That's right. Because she was in, on the world rankings, Kathy's main rival. She was. Uh, and held, she was. I think, was the gold uh, the gold medalist from, must have been from Atlanta. Yes. I could be wrong yes. about that. But, yes, yes. Um, I think she was the But she came and there was a lot of stress because the, the, a lot of people were talking Kathy up, and so she felt the pressure. And I think there were some bizarre stories emanating from her... Hotel. She'd suggested someone had broken into her room. Uh, police could see no evidence of that. Correct. There were a lot of that yep. sort of behind the scenes. Yeah. Maybe this is a, maybe it'd be wise to leave. Yes. She was making up, giving herself reasons to fly out before the race. Indeed, and wasn't connected with Pete Evans in any way. Not in any way, no. as far as I know. Good. Mm. Now, um, now we can come to a number of topics, but let's go to SBW. Mm. Uh, I just, as I said in my comments, the NRL believe that SBW's appearance last week obviously added $100 million to the viewing figures, it which did. isn't borne That's out. That's a conservative estimate. Conservative estimate. <laughs> and uh, enabled the, uh, or bought $30 million of what I call associated oh. attention to the NRL. Meaning, we're, we're you know, publicity. Publicity. $30 million dollars worth of publicity. Yeah, social media and so on. So they've spent their money wisely. They have. Uh, because I think they're only offering for the third. 100000 a game. Is that what yeah, he's getting? Yeah, Something like 100, that? 100000 And he's bringing minutes. $30 million a game. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Whether this $30 million would roll over to this week. I think it would. I think, I think $100 million people added to the figures. They're going to tell people that it's worth watching this bloke go round. And what did you make of the performance? Before I, uh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, no, he was he was great. He, he was a, oh, um, what, Colossus. A colossus. He delivered everything you'd everything hope. Everything you'd hope. You know, the power. The 13 minutes of hope. magic, yeah. 13 minutes of magic. Yep. But it's what he did to the players around him. Mm-hmm. He made he makes anyone playing with him look like a superstar, doesn't he? Yeah. He lifts their game. You know, they try yeah. so much harder. They want to, That fullback know. the Roosters have is quite ordinary without Sonny Bill, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Dan won't mention his name. He's just hopeless. Hopeless, I mean, yeah. I mean, people have to... Yeah, hope that he somehow gets lucky when they pass him the ball. Know. But with Sonny Bill there, he's yeah, just, he comes alive, doesn't he? You, he's electric. Yeah, Boyd Cordner, what a player! But mm. I've never seen Boyd Cordner as a player. I've always thought he's a passenger. Yeah. But he's a player there with Sonny Bill there, yeah. and only thirteen minutes. Imagine if he played fifteen minutes. Yes, the influence. Exactly, exactly. We did get a a, a, a comment or an email actually from a chap called Jeffrey who yeah, says Jeffrey. he's disappointed that the. Uh, the rugby league dropped the ball in maximising the publicity of the return of Sonny Bill Williams. Now, oh, yeah, you're saying it generated $30 million. Well, Jeffrey's suggesting he wants to think out of the box. Should we have considered a weekly raffle, lotto style, which is held every Thursday, say, and each NRL team uh, goes into the uh, raffle and the team that comes out of the machine first gets Sonny Bill Williams for that game. I think that's an excellent idea. And as a bonus for media interest, Sonny Bill Williams gets to pick which player in the team has to sit out the game to make way for him. He says, imagine the media fervour. 
And well, it's true. I, it would be, it's a fantastic idea. And can I just say, I've always been a bit worried that he could only go to one team because, yeah. as you point out, he lifts the standard. He lifts does. The, and he lifts the standard. Imagine of what he would have done with Parramatta last night. Indeed. that What an excellent... An excellent comment, and but he lifts the standard of the whole competition by yes. just being here. Yes. But he needs to farm it around so the whole competition can take yes. it not yes. only to the level that he's brought it up to, but to the next level above that. Next level, yes. And that's the Volander's magic of dragging yeah. Sonny Bill, kicking and screaming yes. over the line because I suppose, you know, 100000 a week for 13 minutes mm. really isn't enough for a bloke like Sonny. Well, Sonny will realise what it's going to be worth. I mean, they won't get Sonny back on those terms anymore. No, it's a one. It's a once. It's a once Yeah, it's an Alan Bond-style mm. deal. Yeah, with, it is, you know, with th- Kerry. Yeah, Kerry Packer. Mm. Now, can I throw an extra riddle, riddle into it? That there's a lottery attached to this. Obviously, it's determined, you know, where you'll be playing and who has yeah. to sit out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, can I suggest that Australians mm. could, and I know I don't want to go half, half cocked here because there are COVID protocols, yeah. that all Australians could participate in a lottery yeah. to have Sonny come to your place for that week. What, ability? Ability. Wow, that would generate tremendous publicity, Media. wouldn't that it? That would, worldwide, that would go. It would. You know, imagine the BBC would be on that. Yes, like yes, 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 yes. And imagine how a family would feel if I'm here. It's Sunnyville! <laughs> the posse pulled up around the campfire. <laughs> it had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was bin night and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blindside. Now, Roy, did you think Sonny Bill was a bit underdone last week? Yep. And who? it'll be interesting to see how he goes, well, how... Mm. Uh, oh, he'll be Robinson, fitter this week. Yeah, and how Coach Robinson deploys him this week. Oh, yeah. Do you think he'll start? Oh, gee, there's a uh, mm, isn't that a tantalising prospect? And I've forgotten who the Roosters are playing. Mm. We'll I don't, well, you don't think of who they play. Who cares? No, indeed, <laughs> indeed. You just know they're going to win. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the Sunny Bill will be the yes. talking point. Yeah, yeah, No matter yeah. what, yep. what happens. Yep. Now, um, can I just, before we come to the first bit of loot for the afternoon, mm. clubs in crisis. Yeah. Now, um, oh, what boy, on my how much list, time are you got? I know, I know. I don't. Well, I introduce that item now because I know this will this will cut the whole rest of the show today, <laughs> because we've got the Broncos. I mean, well, what is going on? I basket mean, case. You got the Bulldogs. The well, Bulldogs. Basket I, case. I mean, now Paul Dunn, Paul Dunn, who you yeah. and I know very well, we do, has to take over as the. Well, he'll do a very good job. But you know, Paul Dunn, I've got a lot of confidence in Paul Dunn pulling it together. Yeah. Now then, we got the Dragons. I mean, what is going on there? <sighs> And then the Anthony Tigers. Anthony Griffin and the Dragons. It's, it's such a horrible marriage. I know, I know. I know. And the Tigers. And they were starting to look good, you know, with uh, Constable Craig's boy. Yes, I, I thought Constable, Yeah, I thought Constable Craig's boy was ready. I'll give you an idea of how th- bad things are going at the Tigers. I think the West Tigers played uh, Manly last, Seagulls last yeah, weekend. Yeah. score was so lopsided that uh, Josh Reynolds mm. and Russell Packer uh, yeah. took off at half time from Brookie, Lotto Land. Because they thought, oh, they're not going to learn anything here. They're injured, so yeah. they were able, oh, okay. You know, they weren't hanging around. Yeah. But now they've apologised and we're remorseful. Of, I mean, this is right. madness. I mean, let the gee, they're an odd couple, aren't they? They go together in the same car. I suppose they did. Packer and Reynolds. <laughs> Packer and Reynolds. You could build a team around <laughs> you there. You 
would, couldn't you? Yeah. Wonder what they got up to, where they went. Yeah. Well, Here comes Packer and Reynolds. G'day, blokes. Why where, aren't you at the game? <laughs> well, it's a bad scoreline and we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the pair should be snubbed from selection for the remainder of the season, according to some. Oh, yes. Uh, Tiger Greats, who were stunned to learn that Reynolds and Packer had left Lotto Land early on Saturday night and were nowhere to be seen when their teammates staged one of the great comebacks of the season to go down 34-32. I think it was basically 34-0 at half time. Right. And they stormed back with 32 points. Yeah, yeah. The Roosters lock forward Victor Radley, oh, that's a separate issue, is he's in trouble because he's out for the season. Mm. Uh, but the uh, leaving at half time, I mean, can it's you... It's not a good look, is no, it? It's never have, a good how look. How would have grass tolerated that? Well, he wouldn't have. He no. wouldn't have, A... He wouldn't have spoken to you again. Ever. Ever. He would cons- and you, there would have been a letter in the mail mm-hmm. saying you are no longer welcome at the club or at the presbytery. It's pointless coming out here. I'm not going to answer the door to you. <laughs> and don't bother queuing up for confession. I'm yeah. not going to listen. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would have been a standard response. Yeah. You know. But I don't know what you do with... Uh, with uh, well, Packer, Packer, Packer and Reynolds, I mean. They're, they're, are they old school rugby league that we're not sort of really... Well, is it the sort of thing, you know, where you get a couple of blokes, you've got to keep them apart because once they get together, yeah, it, they create problems. Right. you yeah, just got I'm, to separate them. Separate them. Who, who would have come Packer, up with Packer, you over... Reynolds, get up there! Yeah. Have you... <laughs> now, Reynolds, could you go outside and pick up papers? <laughs> you, you know how it is. I heard. Yeah, they they I just bring out I mean, the worst in each other. Exactly. You know? It's just an Probably neither of them had the idea of doing it. They were just sitting together, nothing to do. Package just said, well, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm bored. Why don't we go somewhere? Yeah. Now, what that wouldn't you... have occurred to them that they should have stayed and watched the game because they weren't interested. No, they just, they're professional, <laughs> they're completely professional. I don't know. No, only when they're playing, only when they've got the shorts on. Yes. Them, now, what I thought was interesting last night after the uh, <coughs> Parramatta-Penrith game was that all the Penrith mm. uh, will reserve grade, yeah. I know there's no reserve grade, but the, the, yeah. the list mm. all came out and celebrated as though they'd won the game. I yeah. thought it was a lovely touch. Yeah. And then there was another nice touch in the rooms after, which pointed out to me mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. where the Parramatta side had a very, very... Oh, they, oh they did. They got in a circle uh, with, without the coach involved. Yeah, nothing, nothing there. Just themselves. Yes. So they, they can't they, go on like this. This yeah. is just madness. And, of course, the scoreline was lopsided by mm. magic, Penrith magic, in just two minutes. Yeah. The last minute, well, the last second before half-time. Before half time, And, and the, the last yep. minute of the game. I know. I know. But they dumped 12 points. Yeah. But they didn't have anything in attack, though, did they? That's the problem. Parramatta, no. But uh, put all that to one side because we've got the first bit of shrinkage for the afternoon. Yes. And it's a fantastic pack. Maccabi uh, Diva Stakes Day. We're giving away Maccabi Diva the book. Oh, what? now it's, that that's Maccabi Diva in her own words, isn't correct. it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Translated by Trevor, Trevor yeah, Marshall. As see. told to, yeah. As told to. Took, took hours. Took forever. Because Maccabi Diva always wanted to talk about other horses, <laughs> very generous with the praise, other great jockeys yep. that would have liked to have ridden Maccabi Diva. Remember three yep. times on the trot, the Melbourne Cup. That's right. I mean, it's a hell of a story. This is a great book. And let's face it, you know, Christmas isn't that far away. Mm. And even if you weren't interested, somebody in your family would love to get this as a present. They would, they would. The difficulty was keeping, as you say, Maccabi Diva on message. Well, because there's so many anecdotes, some of them, you know, it's so discursive in a way. It's hard it to keep. Well, the, the trouble is the high quality too. Yes. 
you know, when I was in the back of the horse float with Gunsint, you know, I mean, it was yeah. just terrific. When Darren Weir dropped in yeah. with, it, you know. <laughs> with the battery. <laughs> How I responded, <laughs> you know, meeting Rooting King, et cetera, all yeah. those sort of things. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there and it's 340 pages long. They could have done 680. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily. Now, <clears throat> and it's got pictures. That's what I like, two pictures of horses and events and famous people and et cetera. Plus, it doesn't stop there because we've got the official Olympic uh, Games film. Uh, this is Seoul 1988. This is a fantastic volume nine, 1988 in Seoul. There were some great performances there. Yes. Uh, obviously, I think Jackie Joyner-Kersey won both the heptathlon and the long jump, which is a hell of a Yes. And Ben Johnson, who can forget Ben Johnson running there, obviously Carl Lewis, et cetera. They think, I think, oh, that's right, I'm saying in the Seoul... Uh, 100 metres, uh, no one was running clean. I think oh, that's... Yeah, I think that's right. Mm, that they're all on something. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Now, now uh, okay, now Jim's saying, uh, I bet Stomp and Grassy never left a match at half-time. Well, that's absolutely right. Oh, no, no, no. Leave at half-time? Never mind the score. Never mind the score. No, no, no. Stomp and Grass, they used to hang around after the match and just talk about it, you know, until it was dark. Yeah, and reenact it. <laughs> a lot of reenactments. Yeah, what they could have done better. I know. Well, yeah, had I stood here. And yeah, that that's right. You that's just, right. used to if, bore me. You know, I used to leave after about an hour of it. <laughs> um, now, now oh, now, about? John is suggesting, actually, what about a Sunny Bill clobber shop like the Stones opened in London? Yeah, <laughs> dressed like Sunny Bill. Is there a Sunny Bill look? I suppose there is. Well, what an interesting question. Like the Burgess boys have their own stuff. They've you know, got 4B the, or 4B, something. 4B, it's great. 4BB, 4 yeah, Burgess boys. But maybe boys. at the Sunny Bill shop you can get a bit of 4B gear. You would be able to, back. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or some of the gear that the demon wears when he's playing tennis. <laughs> oh, that you know. black uniform look. <laughs> <laughs> With the lightning flashes <laughs> yeah, on it. yeah. Mm. Okay, the question, HG. Is that what we're getting to? Well, we, I think we we're headed towards the question, yeah. Are. Unless you want me to talk a bit more about... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we can talk about, you know. Now, the question is, what is Stan Egan's um, recipe for dealing with vaccines? What is the Stan Egan's recipe? You know, I think we've asked this question before. Have we? Yeah, it doesn't matter because it's a terrific answer <laughs> and I never tire of the answer. <laughs> What? What is the Stan Egan's recipe? Phone now. The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Now, who are we talking to? Just before we get to yes. uh, Michael HG, uh, Barney wants to know, is, is that Maccabi um, Diva book... Is that the one with the forward by Rooting King? It is. Yeah, it is. Good, it's good. Gee, that took effort, didn't it? Because oh, all he wanted mm, to do was talk, talk about, about how himself much, and and how much he hated Bruce McAvoy. Yes, he just won't. And Darren Weir. Oh, Darren Weir, no surprise. He just did. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know what happened. Darren spent a day with you. Oh, it just fell apart ridiculous. after that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, now we're joined by Michael from yes. uh, Mullumbimby. How are you there, Michael? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Pleasure to speak to you. Now, Michael, are there any koalas around uh, Mullumbimby? Uh, there are, yes, up in the Kuyong Range behind us. I've seen one or two up there. Yes. Yes, uh, there's a good national park right behind Mullum. Right. And um, now... 
the trees that the koalas like, have they been affected by recent, say, fire activity or drought or anything like that, or are they fairly healthy? They're pretty healthy around our way. We had a fire up at Mount Nardi earlier in the year. but uh-huh. um, So, yeah, it might have been affected there, but around us, uh, close proximity, they should be okay. 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 Well, that's that's good. Now, yes, it is. does the um, team have a – sorry, did town have a rugby league team? Of course we do, the yeah. mighty Mullumbimby Giants. The Mullumbimby Giants. Giants. Gee, that's got a ring to it, yep. hasn't it? Are the Giants, have they been able to play this year or not? We, we have. We've been quite affected by the border closure because a lot of our players have come from uh, just over the border yep. uh, uh-huh. in Queensland. Uh, so, yeah, we had a bit of a loss last week against Northern United uh, Darrywongs. But, right. um, yeah, the boys have come together and uh, at least they're playing footy against all adversity. Yeah. And whereabouts are you in the season? Any idea? I mean, the uh, the both the yeah. AFL and the Rugby League have had, had to extend mm. their seasons, basically. Correct. So we've gone two conferences. So we have uh, three rounds left. So this weekend, we're playing tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Mm. Uh, and then two more rounds, and then we're into the finals. Now, are the Giants uh, certainties for the finals? They are not. Uh. <laughs> They might be out. No, it's not looking too good. Post-COVID, oh. yeah, it, really, it really affected uh, Mullumbimby. So with half the team over the border, that's it. And, and Palaszczuk can't be persuaded to? Well, we are lobbying behind yes. the scenes. And, uh, you know, she, she might come down to the game tomorrow and we'll, we'll over a sausage sizzle and see what we can do. Excellent that's plan. That's a good idea. That's a great plan. Now, you don't um, – I did understand that you – there was some suggestion that they were going to expand the width of the buffer zone on the border, if that's the way to describe it. There's no suggestion that your players would fall inside the buffer zone. Like, how far to the border? So, Mullumbimby's about 40 minutes to the border. The talk of bringing it down to Ballina, which is about half an hour south of us, but uh, no such luck as, as of yet. Now, do you play teams inside Queensland as well as obviously teams in New South Wales? Uh, no. So we play uh, the furthest north in our comp is Balamble, which is just on uh, the good side of the border and goes down to Kai- uh, Casino, which is the furthest south in right. the comp. And can I ask why you have all this knowledge? Uh, actually, I call the games. Oh, oh, well, there you go. No wonder you've got all this knowledge. That's excellent. Well, Michael, you might well yeah. be able to help us here. Have any kangaroos come out of Mullumbimby? Mullumbimby? Jamie Lyon came out of Ballina. Right, yes, yes. Uh, Mullumbimby, and uh, Mitch Orbison came out of Ballina as well. I right. played him as a young fella. Yep. Um. Out of Mullumbimby, I I've only played one year with them. I'm going to have to go to the clubhouse and check all the uh, pictures on the wall this right. afternoon and get back to you. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And um, is the um, code very hard to know this because the COVID uh, has decimated a lot of competitions? But is the code healthy in your area? I mean, would you say? I oh, know it's hard to compare this year with last year, but do you, do you think generally people are, you know, with the sort of the focus that somebody like Sonny Bill gives it, Peter Volandes, the man with feathers, all that sort of stuff, it's been mm. a great year. Mm. Is that reflected in your enthusiasm in the area? Massively. 
Absolutely. Uh-huh. We've, we had record crowds going into COVID. We've just got uh, – we're live streaming the games on the internet now. So if you can't make it to a game, you can sit watch. on the couch and watch it. Isn't so, yeah, great? we're going digital media. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Expand, expand the game. And are you calling it for a community radio station or are you just calling it on a NR, well, you know, rugby league site? So it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yes. YouTube. If you log on to YouTube and you search for NRRRL, Northern Rivers Regional Rugby League, yes. um, you will be able to find that one live game, uh, stream game a week on there. And you can watch, it'll be saved as well. Right. That is fantastic. Uh, yes. Would something like, just thinking a little bit left field here, Michael, is something like Sonny Bill was to turn up and maybe put the Guernsey on and run out for the Giants? Oh, it'd double the numbers. Yeah, it would. We'd absolutely love it. And, yeah, everyone would get behind it. If people were on the fence about coming to a game, I think yeah. that would um, swing them one way. Yeah. And do you have any trouble with if the scores blow out with players leaving at half time? Of course not, no. No, no okay. you stayed at the end, yeah. yeah. No, obviously. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it's fantastic to chat about these things in Northern Rivers Rugby League. Let Roy share the question, have a swing at it. Now, what is the stand? Yeah. Uh, Egan's uh, recipe for um, uh, for uh, treating viruses, uh, Michael? So that would be the jab of hope and it's a mixture of milk and turpentine. That's Absolutely it. right. So sadly we haven't got a book about Northern Rivers Rugby League but I'm sure you'll be working on one. There's the Maccabi Diva book, as told to Trevor Marshall C, and of course the uh, videos as in VHSs of the Seoul 1988 Olympic Games. This is volume nine of the official films of the Olympic Games, timely given that the Sydney Olympics were 20 years ago. In the meantime, Michael, all the best with calling on the weekend and thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. An app that monitors all graded AFL and rugby league players? It's here. Stay in touch, stay safe. Download the Bludging app and enjoy peace of mind. Yes, Roy, look, um, you know Rugby League, mm. uh, which we talk a little bit about here on the show. Yes. <laughs> you know, one thing that worried me, and I know the news is pressing, but mm. Chad Townsend. Oh, Chad, yeah. Uh, he was sent off. Yeah, he was. You know, and mm. what worried me about it was that he felt as though people who know me mm. know I'm the, know the type of person I am. Mm. They know I'm not someone who'd go out and intentionally hurt someone. Mm-hmm. They know I've always played the game with honour and respect mm-hmm. and in the right way. Well, that's what I said during his... Opening comments. Mm. Yeah, when I gave evidence. Yeah. I said, Chad, this isn't Chad's go. That's what I said. Yeah. Had that come Well, they thanked me very much and, and moved on to the next witness who actually saw what happened. <laughs> The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side. Hey, yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side in the second hour. Remember, if you want to get in touch with the program, it's 0467 920222. That's 0467 920222. Or the old style, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And Roy, the following have. Yes, some people have HG. Now, uh, uh, haircut from Lismore. Yeah, haircut. He's uh, pointing out, yeah, that St George has 11 letters. They ended their 11th straight grand final streak when I was 11 years old. 
South Sydney, 11 letters again, won the following year. And he's described himself as an 11 supporter. So right. Yeah. Right. People are joining up, aren't they? They and are. Getting they're on board. getting a lot of dots yeah. joined together here. Yeah. Now, uh, Michael's been in touch. He says, gents, uh, I note your list of potential New Zealand Rugby League legends and fully support Olsen Filipina, who I think you reminded us of, I H.G. Did. I can still remember him, Remember that tr- that Test match Australia yes. v New Zealand where he tore Australia tore apart, apart. Single, from the second row, yeah. single-handedly. It was great in the Amco Cup midweek games they in the late was. 70s, yes. yes. I was a little bit surprised, however, that uh, Brendan Tudor did not get oh, a Brendan mention. Oh, Brendan Tudor, yes. Given his handiwork in the Australian Rugby League Tour of 1989 in New Zealand, Wikipedia, who are no mugs when it comes to capturing rugby league facts, refers to him as he was known as the baby-faced assassin. Yes, he was. And had a reputation as a brawler. Yeah. Also, he points out, as an afterthought, Brendan Tudor has 11 letters. Weird, yeah, isn't it? It, it, it? It's starting to do Weird. my head in. It is doing my head in. Mm. I thought that the original baby-faced assassin was Les Boyd. Oh, he was. Yeah, but then that passed on to Brendan it did. Tudor. It did. And I want to say Brendan Tudor might have played for the Magpies. Yeah, that'd be right. Mm. That'd be New right. New Zealand and the Magpies. Yeah, I yeah, might yeah, be wrong yeah. about that. Yep, yep, yep. Now, uh, Judas has been in touch. He says, uh, I've noticed there are an extraordinary amount of rugby league players with hyphenated surnames these days. Mm-hmm. Something that was once exclusive property of rugby union. Mm-hmm. This is true. And uh, Chris, um, uh, Chris Hunt from the Sunshine Beach, he's made, making the same point. In days gone by, if you met a fellow who was a footballer and he had a hyphenated surname, you knew straight away that he played rugby union. Yes, I think that's right. Yes. There was an unwritten rule that there was no place for such names in the People's Code, i.e., rugby league. Have they got examples? Well, yeah, Sean Kenny Dowell, uh, Jared Wura Hargreaves, Regan oh, Campbell Gillard, yeah. um, oh, yeah. Dale Cherry Evans. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. I mean, there are hundreds of them. Yeah. Yeah, hundreds. You never would have had a name like that in rugby league in days gone by. You wouldn't. No, they were all Tudor. Well, Smith. <laughs> recently, uh, yeah, he was astonished. This is Chris, goes on, <clears throat> that there were about 15. Uh, first-grade rugby league players with hyphenated surnames. Uh, As an old North Sydney Bears tragic, he says, I browsed through a book on the club's history and the traditional league names just tumbled out. (laughs) Names like Horry Tool. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get... You don't get a name like no. that these days, no. do but you? But people will change. I'm oh, hoping yeah, yeah. young rugby league players will yeah. think, Horry Tool, Horry let's Tool. bring it back, I'll change my name. Only for the program. Yeah. Mm. Sess Blinkhorn. Oh, yeah, Blinkhorn, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Strong. Norm Strong. Don Doak. How do you spell that? D-O-K. D-O-A-K. Oh, Doak. Okay. Imagine a team with Tool, Blinkhorn, Strong and Doak. It's a winning side. It's a winning side, isn't it? That's lovely. Uh, now, um, yeah, now, this has come from Martin. He says, like all Australians, I was heartened to hear that Adam Scott believes that there's still time for him to become one of the legends of the game, which I think we uh, might have broken that we story that here a couple news. of weeks yeah. ago. In fact... Sorry. (laughs) He says, I don't want to overburden the post-COVID Australian stage with sports-themed operas, but I think Adam's epic quest could provide great fodder for a production in the Wagnerian style. My working title for the piece is Valhalla, Legends of the Game, 
And a basic outline could run along the following lines. Uh-huh. Act one, Norman von Nider, Peter Thompson and Kilnagel plant the Australian flag on the map of world golf and define the standards by which all future generations will be judged. Beautiful first act. I know, that's just lovely, isn't it? Act two, Roger Davis, Peter Senior, Wayne Grady, Craig Parry and a bunch of other hopeless fat idiots <laughs> besmirch this legacy by donning the polyester slacks and the plus fours with the clocks on the socks and waddling around the golf courses of the globe drinking, smoking and having a high old time while not expressing the slightest bit of interest in winning anything whatsoever. Fair enough, that's act. it, yeah. Act three. Greg Norman and Ian Baker Finch, the Dark Shark, restore pride in the Australian game by actually winning trophies. No, to mention, uh, no need to mention the hatful that the that escaped their grasp oh, yeah, well, through, enough. you know, yeah, it's madness. Yeah. Uh, thus inspiring a new generation of Aussie kiddies to pick up the crooked sticks and have a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Act four. Uh, that uh, new generation flowers and takes us to the USPGA Tour led by Adam Scott, Bads.com and Aussie rookie pro sensation Jason Day only to crash like Icarus after flying too near the sun. Ah. Act five, the present day with Adam Scott at risk of becoming the forgotten man of Australian golf. Oh, that's a big call. It's a very big call. Hensby! Yeah, I don't come We haven't down. forgotten you, dude! Now, a miracle occurs. The coronavirus strikes. Adam spends a rejuvenating season back home washing golf carts at his local club Mm -hmm. and his passion for the game is rekindled. He comes back to the American tour, misses the cut in all four major tournaments and promptly ascends to the halls of Asgard. Oh! I like that at the end. Yeah. There's your opera. Yeah, I can see on the 18th some sort of visual effect where he's taken up into the hallowed. Yes. Benches above. Yeah, but it's a great idea, oh, no, great, great concept. Idea. The golf opera is a missing piece but of the puzzle. Missing piece. And when is yeah. the arts community? I oh, know it's a tough time yeah, for the arts community. Yeah, know, yeah. But why don't they reach out and do something like that that's going to get people queuing up saying, I want to go to the oh, – I've got to see this bloody show. Show about golf. <laughs> hey? Instead of some, oh, you know. Hamilton or yeah, something like that. Hamilton. Who I know. cares? Or South Pacific. Big Bill Hamilton. <laughs> Big Bill Hamilton. That's an opera I'd like to see. Now, just finally, actually, this has come from Francis Miller. Mm-hmm. Each week I look forward to dipping into unfamiliar world, blah, blah, blah. However, as talk turns to broadcast deals, rule changes, Byzantine club politics and social media spats, my mind in, in, inevitably drifts back to simpler times and the giants on whose shoulders all this stands. Yes, good. I propose a paean in praise of one such giant, <clears throat> Ray Price. Ear lock for 10 years, Mr. Perpetual Motion, athleticism and tenacity in a jumper. And he was. He was. He was amazing. Amazing. Led him to their first flag. He did. Scourge of St. George in 1977. Ray Price was carried off on his shield every single week. Like an unlucky resident of Carthage, bloody but unbowed, even his own mother was astringent about his weekly travails, pronouncing over his battered body, Ray heals quickly. Yes, yes. Remember that? Yeah. No golden handshake, no coal ambassadorship or cushy administration job in those days. Mr Price worked as a builder, trained, played on the weekend and never missed a Monday morning at work. How he got up and down a ladder is anyone's guess. (laughs) 
can we sing in praise and frankly, frankly astonishment of, his, of this elder statement and, uh, statesman and hero of our tribes and bestow a giant shoulders award on our hated but admired enemy, Ray Price? Wow, what a beautiful... Isn't that a beautiful thought? ...thing, you know, like a, what would you call it? Um, well, it's heartfelt. Heartfelt. A eulogy... Eulogy. ...for, for this particular yeah. award. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's lovely. That's fantastic. And, and you don't think of Ray Price every day, do you? You don't. He was a great, um, he believed a lot in, um, you know, going to the orthopaedic guys, um, yeah. people who practised orthopedic. Oh, that, that could yeah. be right. And who would uh, get him back into shape yeah. and send him off to the building site. And that special bond he had with the crow. The crow, yeah. Yeah, Pricey and the Pricey Crow. Pricey and the Crow. Yeah, they'll never become no, a no. Well, unless Russell Packer and Josh Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Turn yeah, it around yeah, turn late it around. in their careers, <laughs> become a new Pricey and the Crow. Yeah, mm. but the trouble is they don't work. No. They just play rugby league. <laughs> I know. Or rugby league. Yeah. They're terrific emails. Yeah, no, that's me. been great. If you want to be part of that particular phase of the show, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. You're camped on the blind side. The tent flaps are flapping and you need a big stink. From Roy and HG. Now, coming back to that story we were talking about earlier, Chad Townsend, what I like is that I've always played this game with honour and respect. Now, I know you said that. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, in the court case. Yep. But what I'm wondering is, you know, disrepute and ridicule, yep. are they the opposites of honour and respect? They are. <laughs> and what I don't like, though, is should you think other people, and I know you spoke on his behalf mm. in the court case, should say, yeah, he always plays with honour and respect and I just want to leave it at that. Yeah. Rather than big noting yourself in the when you're called to give evidence, yeah. you know, now, Chad, how do you play the game? With honour and respect. Yeah. You know, it sounds a bit too pat and too... It does, doesn't it? Sounds, sounds like, like he's been prepped. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Somebody mm. in the media unit said, say yeah. honour and respect. Say, and say, say you play with honour and respect and, you know, you yeah, just, you'll get you off. love all the value values. Now, people may, <laughs> people may uh, remember this incident, which was completely out of character in the game mm. because poor old fullback for Nukes yeah. ran the ball up, tapped it, and he was flattened. Flattened. Uh, yeah. With his head jolting. Seemed to back. be a, a shoulder charge to the head, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Which is not Townsend's go. No, it's not Normally. Townsend's go. It's too blink horn <laughs> and yeah, don't show. Right. <laughs> now, it happened so quickly, according to Chad, mm. and I wanted to get off the line and make a play for our team. Well, Lou wouldn't. He stressed he did not make contact with Ponga's head. That's the Nukes fullback. Right. I didn't hear the ref. I didn't see the ref stop the game. And Kalen seen the ref and he stopped as I hit him. Well, these accidents, would you just put it down to yeah, bad luck? Yeah. It was never yeah. my intention. Well, hang on. To... Did he say he never hit his head? He said he never th- hit his head. I thought it hit his head. I thought his shoulder went straight into his head. Well, something happened there because he's thrown back right. and it's as though the head comes last and is whiplashed yeah. as he falls this is Ponga, Ponga as he yeah. fall, falls backwards to Did the ground. Did Ponga say he hit him in the head? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> it was never my intention to shoulder charge. It was never my intention to take his head off. Well, right. that's comforting. Good. It was more just me trying to make a big play by stopping him. I braced myself for impact and I got it wrong. Oh, that could have. But you've yeah. done that hundreds of times. Sure. The boys were obviously disappointed with the result, but I shook their hands and apologised for letting them down after you sent off. Right. What did you say to Ponga? Did he shake Ponga's hand? No, there's no reporting from the other side, no. interestingly, in this article. No. Now, can I just raise something with you here? Look, it was a bad look either way. Even if he missed his head, it looked as like he was going for his head. And if he did miss his head, it was an accidental miss. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I come back to one on respect? Yeah. They're not words I connect with rugby league. 
No. You know, I can not see... Not normally. Not normally, no. With, with you know... Mind you, Ray, Pope, Ray, Ray, Ray Price. Oh, passion and honour and respect. respect. Yeah, obviously, exactly. And the crow. The crow. The crow. Oh, honour and respect. Mm. I mean, and the crow The crow would never shoulder charge someone's head. He, if he saw Ponga coming at him, he's not going to go for his head. How about Guru Growth? I don't think Guru would go for no, his head. neither do I. Now, can I tell you some alarming news? Put that all on pause, the honour and respect. Forget that. <laughs> Star forward... Mm. Toby the Grub Green will lead Greater Western Sydney mm. this this weekend yeah. after Giants sensationally axed act, Captain Stephen Caniglia as Leon Cameron declared the final start on tonight against Melbourne. Now, obviously, the Giants mm. have to win tonight to keep their final tilt alive right. and they've been playing appallingly. Yes. I uh, haven't seen all their so games. So they're having grubbers with a C after his name's going to turn them around. Exactly. The decision to drop Coniglio in his uh, in the first year of a lucrative seven-year deal. Oh, dear. That's a big call, isn't it? Isn't it? It's arguably the most stunning selection call the club has made since joining the comp in 1812. Right. Now, it came as the Giants recalled Josh Kelly and Zach Williams among an extraordinary eight changes, five of whom were omissions for form, for a game they must win to stay, obviously, in the comp. Yep. Now, what are you thinking about Grubb as captain? Mm. Um, you know, this is, worries me a little bit because what I'm hoping is his natural game won't get hidden under the weight of captaincy. I agree. Now, remember at the end of last year, he really worked players' heads over. He did. Um, you know, much in the manner of Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, anyway. In fact, it, it looked like Chad Townsend had been looking at the grubs work. Anyway, what happened then was that the he got dumped for a match before the final, the primary final. Yeah. They made it through and then he turned up to play the final, but he was obviously out. Mm. Fitness had tapered. Yeah. You know, and they played that bloke who had just got out of the bed from appendicitis and everything right. went horribly wrong. Yeah. But are you worried at all about the promotion of the grub into the top job? I am. I am. As you say, you don't want him to change his style. You change know, don't, his don't style. Don't go yeah. changing on us. Yeah. And But is is he going to be able to encourage the others? That's what, yes, excellent question. To lift themselves up to his standard and maybe play a little bit like he does. Would you That's see, what you'd hope. Would you see You know, the, if, say, you, you're dealing with, uh, say, West Tigers at the moment, you know, which we're not, but wouldn't you be tempted you'd get to get, you know, say uh, Packer and Reynolds together and say, well, I'm going to make you captain this week, blokes, just to <laughs> And no nicking off at our time because <laughs> we want 80 minutes from you. Of course, we want you to stay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just stay. That's right. <laughs> you know, so sometimes that can work. It can turn it around, you know, because Reynolds think, oh, well, I'm captain now. I better not go home. <laughs> Yeah, whereas Packer. <laughs> Packer might. Packer, I'm not so sure. Yeah. He might Packer. go home anyway because <laughs> he didn't want to be captain. Well, I never wanted to be captain. Well, that's what buggy is. I'm going. <laughs> and, but he might stay enough to get sent off in the first oh, five true. minutes and then straight to the game. <laughs> I mean, he's very professional, Packer. <laughs> I mean, I'll say that about him. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't hang around when that's he's not wanted. True, that's true. Now. I mean, players, some players do, you know, I mean. I mean, I remember a bloke who used to run out with his, uh, you know, didn't have his shorts on. He had his, his, his slouses his trousers on and his good shoes because he was going out that night. You knew he wasn't going to stay for very long. And the car was going. <laughs> so I ran straight in. <laughs> now, can I change? But, but this goes, sorry, getting back to the, the wellspring of this. Mm. Green. It could backfire. I mean, if Green 
starts getting a bit gabby, a bit, you know, come on, lift it up. What'd you do that for? Yeah. Why'd you let him go? Why didn't you yeah. hit him? Yeah. Yeah. No, Why that... didn't you lift your knee into his bloody head? Yeah, I know. Why didn't you shoulder charge his head like I told you to? You know, that sort of stuff. It can backfire because a lot of players are going to get the hump. Think, they oh, are. Shut up, grub. Yeah, do it yourself yeah, if you want to do it. Oh, you idiot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I see it could backfire. Yeah. In fact, that seems to me the only interesting thing. And then the, the, the team you're playing against, they, they, they get wind of this. Yeah, they'd hear. They'd hear that and they'd yeah. say, yeah, oh, you got to do what the grub says, have you? Yeah. Why not leave it half time? Yeah. <laughs> now, look, the difficulty in that match is that there's hardly any reason to tune in except seeing the grub as captain. Yeah. Letting the boys out. Yeah. But what a thrill. I know. And how proud the family's going to feel. Oh, the family's be over the moon. Over the moon. Uh, the Green Seniors. Yes. Mm. So Grub will be first out. I know. You beauty! Now, put all that on pause for a minute because we need to talk about Curtis Scott. Yes, now, we do. Now, this is the radar. This is the baffling mystery, isn't it? The baffling mystery. This, this is, is the Boland Chandler case of, of rugby, rugby league. league. That's right. Now... Footage of Raiders star Curtis Scott being pepper sprayed and tasered in Sydney's Moor Park was played in court, uh, let's see, during the week, might have been Thursday, yeah. uh, during the league player's second day in court. Mr Scott walked out of the courtroom to avoid seeing the vision. Well, it is hard to look at yourself being tasered, yeah. especially when you're asleep on a fig tree. Exactly. And handcuffed. And handcuffed. Yeah, well, the court... <laughs> And KO'd, you know. I mean, you can't wake up because you're, you know. You're knocked out. You've had a little. Yeah, skinful. Skinful. Then knocked out. Yeah, then knocked then out. And then tasted. tasted and then well, then pepper what? sprayed, yeah. And they're telling you to, you know, don't resist, don't resist. Yeah. How could he resist? Okay. He was legless. I know. <laughs> he was insensible, if mm. that's the right word. Mm. The court was shown just 72 seconds of his arrest under a tree at a request of police before the allegations of police assault were thrown out. Myself, if I was the police, I'd say, well, we've lost the vision, unfortunately, yes. Your Honour. Yeah. Because, you know. But so I can tell you what happened. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's right. That's right. He was a, he was a demon. Yeah. We had to hit him with a crowbar in the end and put him down you know, yeah. to make it much worse than what it was. But showing the vision, well, you can yeah. see this yeah. is mm. – anyway. But after a heated debate between the police prosecutor and Mr Scott's lawyer, the magistrate, Jennifer Giles, requested more footage be shown of his unlawful running with the police on January the 27th, earlier this year. Right. After seeing the vision, this is classic, Miss Giles said the incident had been quite a punishment. Oh. Mr Scott had – and uh, the dismissed – had dis- and the dismissed the uh, dismissed the two charges of offensive behaviour with no conviction recorded. Mm. Mr. Scott had previously pleaded guilty to guilty to the two charges. Mr. Scott's arrest had been deemed unlawful by Ms. Giles right. on Wednesday. Five mm. of his original seven charges were withdrawn by the police. Being capsicum sprayed whilst you're handcuffed, not decontaminated for some nineteen odd minutes. That's as much worse than anything I can do to you. Yeah. Said the judge, very, yeah. very wise. Mm. Convicting you and finding you would serve absolutely no purpose. Yep. In the extended clip shown to the court yesterday, officers told an extremely intoxicated Mr Scott who was lying under a tree to stand up. <laughs> well, he refused because yeah. he was asleep. But didn't hear didn't him. He? Didn't hear him. Mm. No. He, <clears throat> Nor he, did he, un- had he come to consciousness, did he understand at that stage given his state what the term stand-up meant. <laughs> Correct. You know? Or where he was. It was just noise. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Shouting. Yes. Yeah. 
things. He could. He maybe misunderstood it and thought. You know, they're asking me who the Prime Minister of Australia is. <laughs> sure. Standard concussion yeah, test. exactly. Now, Scott told the officers at the time, obviously, I'm, I'm getting dressed. Shut up, I'm getting dressed, he said. In the footage, mm. the police told him he was trespassing and needed to move, which Scott was clearly unable to do yes. in his state. Yep. He was in pepper spray. So he thought he was at home in bed being woken up to get exactly, dressed. Exactly, exactly, to go yeah. to work. To go to work. The next day. Yeah. Or well, to go back to Canberra so he could go to training with the Raiders. Mm. Now, um, he was pepper sprayed before an officer told him to stand up, you stupid idiot. That's all. <laughs> yeah, a good right. line. Yep. A f- great first line. Yep. Stand up, you stupid idiot. Mr. Scott began to whimper due to the pain of the pepper spray <laughs> and told one of the officers to get off me, which oh. is fair enough. Mm-hmm. The officer responded by telling him to stop, otherwise he'd be tasered. Scott said he'd done nothing wrong before he was tasered. You lash out again, I'm going to taser you again, said the officer. <laughs> right. Was he capable of lashing out is my question. Obviously, Magistrate Giles didn't think so. No, correct. Correct, Magistrate yeah. Giles felt as though the police were having a, yes. you know, a lend. Yeah. Um, now, in the footage... Mind Mr. you, you're, you're, I mean, it's easy for us to say, but put yourself in that circumstance. You've got a, a raider for a start... And now you know what form Raiders have got. Yeah. You know. So, well, let's see, Todd Carney <laughs> yeah. for a start. Yeah. And the they, that, that was barking outside the club. Oh, yeah, barking outside uh, the barking club. Barking outside the club, yeah. yeah and so barking he, at women as they walked past. Yeah, that's right. He'd been thrown out of yeah. the club because he was barking and so yeah. he was barking outside. Yeah. Then we had the two up on the, the rooftop the two. The rooftop two that now, wouldn't come down. <laughs> that's right, because they were on the gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it might have been the lady who plays for Parramatta, Blake Ferguson. Yeah. This is when he was a junior, obviously. And yeah. was it Reynolds? No. Adam Reynolds? No. Or? No, Joshy Dugan. Josh Dugan. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they, they were the... Um, Rooftop two. Rooftop two, yeah. So they do have form in that regard, Raiders. Now, don't they? The trouble is, in the footage, Mr. Scott could uh, be seen aggressively kicking a, a, a bike, which accounted for the first offensive. He was also charged with throwing his mobile phone at a Suzuki Swift. Mm. Dude, that's a very exact sort of crime, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is that on the statute book still? <laughs> right. Was that it must his be own part sub- of the Berejiklian government's blueprint for right. law and order in Australia. Oh, I didn't know he lashed out at a bike and. And through his mobile phone, it's all captured on, which was not actually captured on camera. All oh, right, that was Mr. Scott's lawyer, Sam Macedone. Macedone, mm. uh, I hope that's how you say it. Argued that his client had suffered enough, having lost a twelve thousand dollar annual sponsorship with Nike. He said Mr. Scott had also spoken. Well, he'd done a lot of time. Well, you know, good works. He'd spoken yeah. to under seventeens, under eighteens, under twenty sides at the Raiders to warn them about the dangers of drinking. Ah, you'd do that as a matter of good. course. Good. He's still seeing the welfare office of the Raiders on a weekly basis about getting his mind back. <laughs> <laughs> well, the police have got that as well, because he was really affected mentally for uh, for what he has done. It could have All caused right. him a loss of his career. Yeah. Now, the police prosecutor. <laughs> Uh, said the New South Wales police should not have to pay for correspondent costs between Mr Scott's lawyer and the NRL. She pointed out one example of the legal bill which exceeded $100,000 of a phone call between Mr Scott's lawyer and the Raiders chief, Don Ferner, billed at $110. Now the, the, right. uh, the magistrate's going to make her decision on costs on September the 25th. Good. Okay. Now, All right. okay. this does raise a lot of things. Is the NRL <coughs> outsourcing integrity to the New South Wales Police Force? That's what you've got to ask yeah, right away. Yeah. It appears that way and they've got a roving commission to bust rugby league players wherever they see them at any time of day, no matter what they're doing. Is that your understanding? Well, my question here, what disturbs me about it is, <clears throat> where was Sticky? Yeah, well, Sticky, 
Well, uh, Sticky, Sticky should know where the blokes are all the time, shouldn't he? Well, Raiders coach... You can't. They're Raiders. You can't allow them to roam around go off, you know, with Reynolds Packer style. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be sitting in the car together heading off somewhere. No, you can't. They're Raiders. <laughs> You've got to keep them all together under lock and key. You know, they wear those horns out of yes. the top of their hat and the cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. Well, that. That's what they're used to. Mm. Now, Sticky revealed yesterday he told the player if he he would be sacked if he found guilty for assaulting police. Now, this oh. is a terrible thing to say. No yeah. innocence until proven guilty. Yeah. No due process. Oh. And but then, Sticky sounded as if he was a bit disappointed. He, well, just reading between the lines, yeah. I think Sticky was very Sticky disappointed. Sticky would have been uh, disappointed. He thinks, oh, here oh, I go yeah. again. I go oh, up all the time. Going to court like yeah. Roy, I'm there every day, you know, saying. Talking them up. Uh, no, to, my blokes wouldn't do that. No, no, I'm lying. <laughs> the award-winning Eddie Maguire webinar. How to stay relevant during a pandemic when no one can go to the footy. Now available wherever you get your Bludging on the Blind Side podcast. Yes, now, uh, <clears throat> thoughtful. Wasn't there the Josh Papali incident where he dobbed himself in? He went to the it, McDonald's, he'd had a few, and then phoned the cops to say, oh, well, here I am, come and get me. He did that more than once, uh, oh. I seem to remember. Maybe three times on one night and the cops thought, oh, it's a clown. You've got to feel sorry for him. And then oh, there were so many incidents it's hard to keep up. Yeah, uh, I know. In fact, it's worth a book, <laughs> Raiders Incidents <laughs> and their Fallout. <laughs> Now, what people are seeing, this is a thoughtful person, you know, commentating on this. What people are seeing is a rugby league role model passed out unconscious in a public park after drinking, in, after hours of drinking, intoxicated, half-clothed, shouting at the police. Never mind that Scott did nothing wrong. The image fixed in the subconscious league mind is diametrically opposite. Another league player disgracing himself in public. Mm. Scott therefore gets damned even if he, in his innocence. Yeah. He needed the footage to come out because it shows that he did nothing wrong. Yeah. See, this is the yeah, problem. Yeah, he did nothing wrong. See, I bet you if you look at the rooftop two footage, which <laughs> I haven't in many years, I bet you they're just sitting up there getting pissed. They're not doing anything they're wrong. Not, not wrong. Sure, they can fall off the yeah. roof. Yeah. There's a safety issue. There's oh, a look, no, I, yeah, well, well, there is that. I think they might have been going off a bit. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. The barking. <laughs> the barking. The barking and the well, going off. That's old school. That's rugby league of 1908. Yes. Time's moved on. Sure. But then, and then you come to the bubbler. Now, I know. Incident. Oh, the bubbler yeah, incident. Yeah, well, you see, that's oh, yeah. somebody having well, fun. Well, that could happen to anyone. I know. Just the camera at the wrong angle. <laughs> worse than it looks. <laughs> Much worse than it looks. Now... <laughs> Scott did nothing wrong, and yet if you ask the subconscious Look, league, he had he did the right thing. He lay down. Yeah. He didn't try to drive the car or the Suzuki Swift, was it? They threw a phone at that. <laughs> Wasn't his own car? No, I don't think so. No, okay. Just a passing part of the passing parade at one at three o'clock oh, in the morning. Was the bike his? The bike was his, <laughs> I think, just as a guess. Now he uh, put himself in the position. Scott's actions broadcast by the clod hopping constabulary. In mm. other words, no one knew he was doing any of this. Mm. Up as up to sleeping under a tree, yeah. pissed. Yeah. I mean, no one knew he was doing that <laughs> no. until the cops turned up. That's right. And all of a sudden, rugby league marriage. Mayhem. Yeah. You got to ask why. Why, yeah. why wouldn't it have been best in everybody's interest just to leave him there? Exactly. And sleep it off. Exactly. Wait till he comes to the Put next day. Put up a barricade or something. Yeah. The police Some could have a, bar- yeah, a barricade in the back, in the boot of the car. A blow up barricade. Yeah, we've got another one here. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Bring another home. rugby league player. Bring the tape over. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, sh- 
Cutting See, it off. And nothing where, to look at here. Where? Drive away. Exactly. Where he are He wakes up. Where am I? Yeah. Oh, I better get dressed. Yeah. <laughs> now, where are the voices of authority in rugby league in this? Why isn't yeah. Volandis in the feathered trousers? Sure, I understand. Press conference, you know, maybe leads to Channel 9 News, the rugby league station, or maybe yeah. gets on 2GB or one of the big rugby league stations, Pop yeah. 20, and says, listen, my blokes are pinched and bashed and tasered and pepper sprayed by cops every night of the week. Every night of the week. It can't go on. We're trying to run a sport here. We're trying to run a sport in COVID-affected times. Sure, some of the boys go too far, but what it is, they're only hurting themselves and they're only lying down under trees that can survive and take it. I mean, get a grip. (laughs) And then where's the Minister of of Sport in this? Absolute silence. Exactly. I know, Scott. Absolute silence. Yeah, he would not do anything wrong. Yeah. He plays the game as Chad Townsend does with honesty. With honour and respect. Sorry, honour and respect. Honour and respect. Mm. See, I mean, I feel very sorry. Look, for my you. client had just had a couple. That's all. Mm. My client was disoriented. Mm. Didn't know where he Didn't was. Didn't know where he was. So what yeah. did he do? He did the right thing. He had to lie down. <laughs> In fact, In. he should be given a picnic <laughs> bar and a... Copy of Rugby League Week if they still print it and yeah. so on and sent on his yeah. way. Yeah. No convictions recorded. Yeah. But well, you've got to say that the, 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 the police getting involved made matters worse. They did. They did. They did. Much, much worse. See, the, here's the same thoughtful person. This in the Nine newspaper, the Rugby League station, mm. this snail up is entirely of the NRL's own making. Own Hang on, the, making. What did the NRL, how did the NRL... They had nothing because, to do with it. Because they're trying to make the game seem above reproach. Uh, you know, uh, that uh, nothing's going on here. There's nothing to see here. Right. You know, the Todd Greenberg and Nick Weeks types felt bound to respond to the localised outrages in yeah. the way satisfied the way, that, that week's baying mob or braying mob. But as the system of integrity, it grew wonkier as it went along. Greenberg and Weeks are now, of course, gone. Yeah. So Volandis, the man with feathers, is inheriting this and Arbo, if that's is, – no, yeah. it's not Arbo. Yeah, the new bloke. I know. Abdo. Abdo, yeah. Yeah, he's now, you know, they're carrying <sighs> the can. Integrity chief is redundant because the cops are doing it. Integrity. Look, 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 look. look. The, the, the real mistake here that's been made right since 1908 mm. is to consider players, rugby league players, as role models. I know. I say this every that week. cannot work. I know. I'm thinking They're of, not role, role models. They're footballers. They're footballers. <laughs> they're rugby league players. Yeah. You know, that's... Obvious. That's totally obvious. Yeah. I don't know why that. And if you see one, lie under a tree. Leave him alone. Leave him alone and run away. The murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. You know, this topic will come up again, I'm sure, but, you know, Mm. the rugby league and role models and so on. Mm. I'll leave you with this thought. This is a real challenge for the leadership of the NRL, which has cobbled together an ad hoc subjective rolling punishment for the crime of bringing the game in disrepute. Disrepute doesn't have to be an illegal act. Mm. That's right. See, and ridicule's the same. Ridicule's the same, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God this 
isn't a funny story. It doesn't bring the game into disrepute in that regard. Well, that's, does it? that's a good it's observation. It's a sober story. It's a very sober story. I mean, that's an excellent observation. Jeff now, points out Suzuki Swift has 11 letters. I don't know whether that's of any use to us. Now, this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is right out of left field, this one, as we move on. Um, <clears throat> somebody was um, killed recently. Mm. Um, it, well, not me, injured, should I say. Good. The founder of a secretive fight club in, is in hospital in serious condition with gunshot wounds to the head <laughs> after a double shooting in the inner west of Sydney. Now, right. Mr D. Floriano is the founder of the St Michael's Christian Brothers Fight Club. Oh, the fight club. Oh, are they anything like what we used to know as Mat Men? Sort of similar. We, maybe mean, you, you it, just phone up and, and turn up a bl- to a hotel room and there'd and be someone there to punch your head in. Correct. <laughs> Batman. I'm pretty they, well, died out in a way. Well, maybe they haven't died out. Maybe but, it's yeah, still exactly. going. Yeah, Which was, it was the focus of an investigation in 2014 uh, shooting. Yeah. The Fight Club has had its roots in religion but evolved to have rules and activities that drew it closely to resembling a bikey club. I didn't know this I was didn't going on. I didn't know right. this at all. So this it's is roots the, in religion. What religion? St Michael's Catholic faith. St Michael's Christian Brothers, Christian Brothers Catholic Order. Oh, yeah. Fight club. Now, so that started off there. It had its roots in religion and evolved to have rules and activities that drew closer to a bikey club. Mm. Most of its 20 to 30 members were Catholics of Italian heritage living in Sydney's inner west who mm. also had common interest in Mai Tai boxing. Ah. Uh, Mr. Dula Florano was a registered owner of the fight club in Lewisham mm. uh, until 2011. The club held fight nights, uh, $60, and an anniversary dinner yeah. with the likes of former footballer Willie Mace- Mason yeah. and champion boxer Jeff Fennick on the guest list. How what much of this night. did you? What a night. I know, it would be <laughs> terrific to see Mace. Yeah. Hey, hey, Will, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, hey, Jeff, what would you like? <laughs> That's Did incredible. anyone bring me gloves? Yeah. We could duck out the back and have a bit of a, a sesh. <laughs> it, is a, it is an odd idea. What an it? odd idea. Mm. Don't know Too much that. time on their hands. <laughs> Too much was time. it the Morris brothers, was it? No, was, no, no, Christian, no, Christian brothers. Christian brothers. Christian oh. brothers. Are they a fighting order? <laughs> I didn't know they were, but apparently they are. The, no the, idea, especially in Italy. Well, yeah, would they have been given sort of you know, the channel. Something to do during the holidays. All right, blokes. Uh, we'll guard the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> gloves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Someone sent us some gloves. What do we do with them? Let's put them on. Okay. <laughs> now, now I've got gloves, you've got gloves. What are we going to do? Hey, why don't we have a shot? Hey, why yeah. don't we have a shot at each other? Yeah, right. that's right. It's excellent, excellent, simple idea. <laughs> yeah, good idea. From, that's right. <laughs> from little things, big things grow. And uh, then they. Now. We end up in Australia shooting themselves. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just don't want to draw the dot. Join the dots, you do you? You, you don't. don't. How do you don't? No, it's just too impossible. Um, <laughs> look, I think we might have time for another question. Yeah. Um, and uh, look, the prize because of the anniversary of the Olympics and so on. And remember yeah. the Cathy Freeman doco tomorrow night. Oh, with Kerry O'Brien. Uh, with Kerry O'Brien. I think Kerry O'Brien's going to run the four hundred meters. Uh, oh, you know, as part homage. Oh, as part of the documentary. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Explains what happens when you know Kathy was here and Kathy was there. What do you got? Oh, so someone suggesting here, HG, that Andrew Johns, eleven letters. Yeah, suggested the Thursday night commentary on Thursday night's commentary that we should experiment with fewer players on the field. Say eleven. He's suggesting. Oh, that can't be right. Thank goodness I didn't hear that. Uh, well, it, you did. 
<laughs> Just you now. You did now. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, it, it, but, you know, I've got supporting <laughs> people around me. Right. If I sit in by myself watching it and Andrew John blurts out, we'll <laughs> reduce the teams to 11. 11. You'd I'm have sat up. <laughs> you would have. <laughs> now, is, is there, does this, is this Valandis? Is this a, a – Oh, saying, I don't know. It's just, you know, how people are try, trying to think of improvements up. all the time and you've yeah. got time to fill. And what do you uh, think about that time. 11? I mean, when they, when Chad Townsend was, you know, pushed yeah. out of the game the other day. Oh, yes, the team numbers were reduced. Well, you see, you get a lot more attack. And, and remember Paraloster uh, was playing mm. uh, in a match where they lost a player? Yeah. Uh, from a punch to Nathan Brown, I That's would say. Right. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Now, often, though, in days gone by, if a player got sent off, often it, it lifted the others. Yeah, because it opened it up. Which is something Grub Green could think about. You know, Sending a player off. <laughs> get himself can't. sent off. Yeah, he can't. He can't. He's got to stay there. But he could walk off, which oh, would yeah. shock people. Now, uh, the dream week one and week two, the VHSs of the Olympic Games. That's, uh, of, you know, obviously week one is volume one and week two is volume two. It's simple. Uh, some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Name two traditional rugby league names. Mm-hmm. Two traditional rugby league names. This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut. It's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Who are we talking to? Yeah, we're joined by <clears throat> Gary from Fern Bay. How are you there, Gary? Very well, thanks, Roy. Yourself? Very well indeed. Now, has Fern Bay got uh, koalas? Because Nelson Bay does. Well, we're a bit... uh, Excuse me. We're a fair way from Nelson Bay. We've... I haven't seen one. I've been over in the bush a few Mm. times towards the beach, but no. No, you haven't seen any. Right. Has anyone in your area mentioned it over the years? Like I saw a koala the other day. I haven't heard any. No. And there's plenty of uh, jet fighters, but that's that's our main mission here. Oh, okay. Uh, what yeah, you got? F eighteens, F one eighteens, or what? What do you got there? We've, we've got them all. We've got everything here. It's, they advertise. They've even got advertised on the website for any potential terrorists. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they're going to blow up at Williamtown Rathbush. It's unbelievable. Right now, do they are they low flying on the approaches over Fern Bay to land? Oh yeah, that geez, they geez, they're loud. They're yeah, they are. They loud. are. They are very loud. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, so you're not far from William. I, I've just, I had you further north. You're, you're quite near Williamtown. Well, some people like to call our suburb Stockton North. Ah, oh, okay, very close. Got you now. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Stockton is a very pleasant part of the world. Beautiful, beautiful, Roy. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Not much beach left. Not much no, beach left, no, no. And isn't there a golf course just north of there? It's five minutes' walk from where I live. Yep. Yeah. It's ranked in the about, I think it's the top. Ten in Australia, or something yes, like that. That'd be right. Um, Do you play incredible. it at all, Gary? I used to go across and practice until I got kicked off because I wasn't a member. Fair oh, enough. Yeah, fair enough. Now, um, does Fern yeah. Bay have a rugby league side? No, but I think I think Stockton does. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And would they? Uh, Mm. So yeah. there'd be plenty of teams in the area. Once you, if you if you took a footprint from Stockton up to say Nelson Bay or something like that, there'd be plenty of teams that you think could uh, 
you know, be fielded in that area. This is one of the greatest rugby league nurseries in New South Wales, HG. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, what we want to hear. <laughs> that's what we want to hear. You're absolutely right. Because the great Terry Panowitz came from Maitland. That's not a million miles away from where you are. Not a lot. Not, not these days. It's yeah. Not, no, you could get a plane up, up, from up. Williamtown up yeah. there. Graham Wynn, of course, he came from that area. The Madison boys. Uh, this is, apparently, is there a team called the Stockton Sharks? That's correct. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They're the local fellas. That's Most good. feared team in the Newcastle comp, I believe. And ha- how are they going this year, Gary? Any idea? I know it's compromised. No, no. no that's all right. I, yeah. I okay. haven't seen them. I, I wouldn't have a clue. That's okay. Now, uh, Gary, um, can you name two traditional rugby league names? Well, Seth Blinkhorn is one that you mentioned. Yes, yeah. that's absolutely right. The other was, the other was a, just the greatest name I've ever heard. Mm. Horry Tool. <laughs> that's in, that's, oh, Pure I'm league, isn't it? League, Horry isn't it? Tool. League of a different, uh, different era. Who's in the back row? We've got Tool <laughs> yeah. and Blinkhorn. <laughs> We're <laughs> not playing. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could have another son. That's what I'd call him, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, uh, we've got the uh, Dream Week 1 and the Dream Week 2 on VHS for you. We'll send them up to Fern Bay as soon as we can. And thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And Roy, something on the text line? Yeah, Mark is pointing out, HG, which I did see, but it didn't occur to me. He said, Desi Hasler's post-match presser after the loss to the Tigers last week. Mm -hmm. He's quoted as saying... We found 10 ways to win, but 11 ways to lose. Whoa. Too close to home. Too close to home. Yeah. Now, look, I know we may uh, just have to introduce this item, really, because we are approaching that magic Mm. hour, you know, et cetera, where we have to pack up stumps. Mm. Uh, It's about a nature strip. Uh, Obviously, Mackay Day. we haven't had much of a chance to talk horses. Mm. Uh, Nature strip, the favourite for the Everest coming up. Now, he's um, described here as fast, but he's different. As those around him yeah. and descriptions, you ask those around him, as the descriptions range, and the couple of these you'll identify with, described as quirky. Quirky, yeah. Headstrong to yep. relaxed. And the latter descriptor has taken some of two years under the guidance of Australia's Premier Trainer, Chris Waller, who's changed the way he lives. Wow. It's quite a story, isn't it? Yeah. The free-running sprinter came to Waller in 2019 as a largely unfulfilled talent. Oh, I hate unfulfilled talent. So do I. You know, you see it go around all the yep. time, rugby league, yep. you know, basketball, netball. Yep. I hate that. I hate seeing a horse after a race and it's still got some petrol in the tank. I know. Anyway, despite having won seven of his last 11 starts for the four different trainers, that's some record, I'll give you that again, seven of his last 11 starts for four different trainers, including disgraced uh, mentors Robert Smurden and your mate Darren Weir. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of expectation when he arrived. Uh, a lot of good horses got dispersed at the time. This is when um, especially Weary left us, moved on to the great battery in the sky and uh, was looking was one looking to see if he, he would hold their form, mm-hmm. as in. Everybody was out to see which ones would work. He was a special case because he was ready to take the next step to Group 1 and everyone expected him to do that. It wasn't that Nature Strip wasn't winning. What concerned Waller, rather, though he wasn't performing to the level he could. He wanted to know why. Yeah. Now, this is one of those things which you wouldn't credit it. It, I used to often feel like that about the King, actually. He'd win, sure. 
Mm. But I knew he could have won by more. I know. I know. You but know? He got to the front and just blazed. Just, didn't yeah, he? he did. He'd get to the front and that was it. He felt, oh, yeah. well, job done. Yeah, I'm here. And as far as I'm concerned, half job done. Yes, you got the beginning bit done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vic, uh, sorry, it's just been pointed out that Vic Armbuster, which is a name I've never associated with rugby league at all, but it's a terrific name. Mm-hmm. His first club played for Australia. His first club was Mullumbimby. Wow. Any any idea when? No. No. I'd say back in the day, back yeah, when Cess like Blinkhorn was <laughs> terrorising people. Yeah. Um, look, I, I might have to stop their nature strip story here, but the yep. short of it is he lives – now he lives on cardboard, not in a – because dust is his big enemy. Oh, yeah. He Dust gets in his throat and he can't run and he coughs it up before he can run and all that sort of sure. stuff. So he lives on cardboard. Yeah, it's a funny, now, funny thing. We were told that years ago, you know, feed your horse cardboard. That's all they need. <laughs> A lot of people poo-pooed it, you know, but... Here it is. Here it it's is. back. back. <laughs> and uh, Honestly, it's so cheap with the feeding. I know. That's the weirdest you, thing, isn't it? You see, often see trainers these days, you know, on nights when recycling, just going around, open up the blue, pulling out bits of cardboard and go and feed the horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, bin night. Yeah. It's got more meaning than you give it credit for. <laughs> it does. And it's amazing to think that, you know, obviously with the spring carnival upon us, mm. that nine out of ten horses will be eating cardboard. Eating cardboard, yes. Yeah, I know. And they love it. Uh, anyway, that's about it for the uh, blind side today. Obviously, uh, the seasons continue and uh, so do the fortunes of all your teams and horses. Uh, join us next week when we bludge on Australia. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.